Amen. Amen. Well, we got a lot of special stuff to deal with today. Is anybody ready? <laughs> oh, Any one of those things is this is where you go, woo! <laughs> but we do got a lot of great special things today, and we're going to kick it off by um, just sharing a little bit about the baby dedication for baby Zoe. And I want to talk to you about that before we jump in. A baby dedication is not baptism. It's, it's not anything like that. A baby dedication is, is just saying that we're coming alongside uh, with the mom and dad and, and grandparents and stuff. Say, so you know what? This child is a gift from God. And we're honoring God to just say, God, you know what? We are dedicating this baby to you to be raised for your promises and every good thing that you have for this baby. And we're going to pray for the family and the baby as we go through that. But that's what that's all about. So is that a good thing to celebrate or what? Absolutely. So I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask the family to come on up and stand with us. And we're going, to, we're going to have a little, just a little celebration right here, a little dedication. Come on, grandparents. Any aunts and uncles, anybody else? Come on. Come on in here. Hey, this is a special, special, special time. And I, I, I even took some notes on this one because I didn't want to mess nothing up. You know how that is. I usually look at two or three of them and just take off running with it. But it's a really special day. And as you know, we come together, we're celebrating baby Zoe's dedication to the Lord. And we come with a heart of thanksgiving. I mean, isn't it great? You know, kids are a major, major blessing. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves when they get into their teens, but it's a major, major blessing all the time. My mom's still probably saying that at 50. Yes, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. But they really are gifts from God. You know, God has entrusted uh, the children for us to, to raise them for him. And as I was praying this week, I was researching a little bit on the name Zoe. See if I got this right. Eric. It means life and joy. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I was looking at it and I said, man, what an what a awesome name. You know, your name to mean life and joy. And then follow up with her middle name, Grace, which we know that's God's unmerited, unearned favor. So when you put that all together, it, it, it really, she's got a great start in life. It, it actually means life and joy followed by the favor of God. And you got a great start, baby. You got a great start. But see, even before that baby got here, they were prepared to uh, dedicate that child and serve the Lord and just show God. That means I want to pick your pretty please, yeah. Tim. <laughs> I was trying to be real slick on it. I was tracking that. Tim was not. Sometimes we go, yeah, yeah. He was just enjoying the moment. But we want to make sure we can capture this moment. But, you know, we just we just thank God for, for just uh, families and stuff. And, you know, one of the things Satan really tries to do, he tries to break that family unit down. So we're going to pray over the family as well. But I was just sitting there thinking about, you know, when we, when we got such a great start with a great name, what's in a name? And, uh, you know, I know that you guys didn't just pull that out of hat, that I know you were praying about it for months and months and months. Um, for the perfect name for the perfect child. And also, she's got a perfect big sister. So Maddie does a great job. Uh, (laughs) She does so good. She does so good with all that. So, you know, I was just thinking here today, I thought about, you know, with family. I said, you know, to to go the journey, you need that endurance and you need a great family. You need a family to pray and you need a family that you can communicate with and communicate, you know, that you can... uh, talk to. And I've said this many times. I say, you know, a family doesn't always mean the bloodline either. It doesn't just stop there. You can have family that, you know, steps in, aunts and uncles and, and, and friends that come along the side and to stand in that gap, you know, to, to nurture and support uh, the child as they go along. And so that's what we really want to do as a church family is come alongside and just encourage and give her a godly foundation in prayer and just uh, direct her steps in the Lord. So with that being said, I'm going to ask Miss Tanya to pray over the family, and then I'm going to pray over our little girl. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus, um, Eric and Amanda have brought their family before you today. And Lord, I pray for them that you would give them the grace, 
the wisdom and the strength to carry out their responsibilities as parents. Help them to be godly examples in their home. I pray that their home would be a place where they live uh, their lives for each other and they live uh, their lives for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as I was uh, continuing to think about this great day all week and, and think about stuff, I said, Lord, I, I want to I wanna seek you. And I want a verse for this child. You know, and sometimes they call it a, a life verse, meaning, you know what, that, you know, that she can just really dig her teeth in to that as she goes along. And the Lord led me to Romans 15, 13. I want to share that with you. And it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's really my prayer for her and, and for, you know, the family as well. But, you know, I, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to ask you guys, can I hold her? You know, <laughs> with, with, I'm, I'm, I'm just out of here. This side, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Man, it's been a long time. Jess, I don't think I can hold you like this anymore. This is a long time. Wow, what a blessing. I'm going to ask you guys to stand with me. And I ask you to just reach your hands out. And we're just going to greet the Lord. This is going to be a, a, just a blessing. Man, you got your eyes open, too. Mmm. Father God, I thank you so much for this child, Lord. Father, I thank you for all the things that you have for her, Lord, in advance. I pray that her hands will be your hands, that her eyes will be your eyes, and that her words will be right from you, Lord. I pray that everywhere she lays her feet, Father, that it just be blessing. And Lord, I just thank you so much for a, a wonderful baby sister and a big sister that can go hand in hand to walk things out in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Don't go nowhere. Amen. Get the man. No, we ain't done yet. We ain't done. Oh, man. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Well, you know we got to start her out right with a good foundation. So we're able to get her first Bible with her name on it. So I'm going to share that. I'm going to pass it on to, to mom. Isn't that so cool? But you know what? Big sister's got to have some, some, a piece of the puzzle too, doesn't she? So this is where you can start out. Does she share good? Oh, that's good. <laughs> this right here is just a little cool lamb. And everybody said, when I showed it to him, he said, did you leave the sticker on it? No. This has the words to the song that it sings. Let me see if it'll do it. Let me see if I got him turned on. Let me see. I got him turned on. All right. Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so. So you know what? You're going to have to teach her that song. How's that sound? That's so awesome. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen, amen. How about one more turn around and get a good picture with everybody here? Want to celebrate that? Amen, amen. Jesus. All right. All right, give the Lord a hand clap. Man, that's a beautiful thing to be a part of. Thanks for letting us be a part of that. And you know, we do have a part of that as a church family to come alongside and encourage yeah. yeah. All right. Let Tim get underway. Man, how many people's had a great week? I'm glad you're here. We're going to pray about that too. Woo, I better get a drink on that one. It's water for people listening on the internet. <laughs> what are they doing in that place? Mm-mm-mm. What's that? How many people had a great week? <laughs> I'm going to get the cue card for you, Jim. Yes, indeed. we got so much to be thankful for, so much to pray about. And I thought this message would be right on time, through the eyes of a child. Amen? Do y'all remember those days? 
Come on now. I said, isn't that amazing? We'll come right on the, on the heels of that great celebration for Zoe and the family today. And I thought about that. Have you ever thought back when you were a child how things looked so different? The different things you had privileges to do or maybe not to do, um, depending on your background and stuff. But have you ever went back to the place where you grew up and it looked so different? You know, these houses or rooms or things that look so big, they're like, wow, they're small. You know? It's all about our perspective of things like that. And you think about some of the good things and maybe some of the not so good things, but regardless of where we come from, those years are very formative, amen? Things that go on early on uh, can set the chart for, for our life uh, for, for years to come. But I want to say this. If you've had a, a, a tough time growing up, don't feel like you're doomed by that because God lets us start over, amen? He's all about fresh starts and everything else. Anybody like some fresh starts? Amen. I know I get an amen on that I think we all need that at times. So, you know, regardless of how we came up, we don't have to finish there. We can go from that foundation, especially if it's a godly foundation, and grow into everything that God has for us. And so I want to go ahead and show you the verse that the Lord gave me. Many of you heard this, and I just thought, wow, what a great verse to jump in after what we had the privilege of sharing today. Proverbs 22.6 says this. It says, trade up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from that. And I mean, they, she, us, her, him, amen. So God's words applies to everybody. And as I was thinking about this, I said, I want to ask you guys a question, talking about growing and setting the foundation. I said, you know, as moms and dads, what pictures, what picture do we paint of God to our family? Amen. And when we paint that picture, do we paint it from uh, God's word or or not? Because if you want to really see what God looks like, we have to look, we got to point to Jesus. Amen. All right. We want to look to his word. So how are we doing that as parents? And I thought about this. Do we give them justice by that? I mean, if they look at your life, do they say, wow, okay, I see Christ and my dad and my parents and grandparents and things like that. And I'm not coming down on moms and dads and aunts and uncles because that's a pretty tall order to come up to. But see what we are. We're supposed to be that sign, that point in there. You know what I mean? We all make mistakes. We've got to make adjustments and things like that. But we crawl back up on top, ask God for forgiveness and keep pointing to Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all about. That's about his grace, her middle name. Amen. I love it. So I think about that. Um, and I was really thinking how to pull this all together. I said, you know, even if you've done that, if you've done your very best with your child and you've, you've pointed them to God and you've prayed over them everything else and, and it seems like they're still choosing their own way, I want to offer you some hope on that. Keep on praying. Keep on standing on God's promises because you know what? Sometimes soil is, is just a different hardness in different areas, amen? Sometimes our heart's a little hard to things, and, and then later on it comes around. But I'm going to tell you something that I've seen over the years in 17 years of ministry and 50 years of life. If you got a praying mama, you better hold on, amen? That don't mean you can't be a praying dad too. But I tell you, <laughs> things don't always come around when we want them the way we want them. But I'm going to tell you what, if we're trusting God and we're standing on God's promise, I want to come alongside of you today and say, you know what? You're not by yourself. You're not alone in that. And we are trusting God that he will see all those promises come through in our children's life. Amen. So we're never going to give up hope because we got Christ in us. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. And I did write down there, the prodigal son. Anybody know that guy? Yeah, he's preaching to you. And you know, a lot of times when we look at those things, it's just like, man, you know, we feel like, oh, I missed the mark. I missed the mark. I missed the mark. This is not a message of condemnation today. This is a, a message of hope. This is a message of encouragement, and we're going to stand on the promises of God. Amen. I want you all to hear that right now. So it's never too late to start pointing to Jesus. Amen. Sooner is better, but it's never too late. So we're going to keep on rolling with that. 
And I thought about all the different things that uh, go on in our life and all the different uh, avenues and opportunities that we have. And I think I'm probably going to get ahead of myself here. But there, there's, well, really today we're going to talk about three areas uh, that can really shape our children's life. We're going to talk about childlike faith. We're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about different foundations that we have. So, you know, this message is going to apply to anybody and everybody. You say, well, I don't have children. Well, you were a child at one time, you know. Uh, so all of us, this message is for everybody. So if you're ready, let's say amen. amen. All right, we're going to jump right on in to what God has for us today. So the first thing I was thinking about is, is that childlike faith. And, and I don't care what message the Lord leads me in each week. It seems like I get to experience a piece of that. And, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, it's kind of amazing. And, and, and our first point on here is just the innocence of a child. And I want to read this scripture here. Matthew 18, 3 says this, that childlike faith. And Jesus said, truly I say unto you, unless you turn and become like, a like children, you will never enter the kingdom of, of heaven. And now he's talking about humbling ourselves. He's not talking about being childish or anything like that. He's talking about humbling ourselves and reaching out for Christ. And, and you know, Last night, we had a little get-together, and some of you guys made it by, and I appreciate that, and those couldn't make it, love you all the same. But uh, a friend of mine I haven't seen in a while, his daughter, he has two daughters and a small baby boy, and uh, I didn't even know if she would remember me. I hadn't seen her in a while, and she's four years old, and man, she's really, she could talk and walk and do and all these things, because last time she just, last time I saw her, you only see them a couple times a year, they just really grow. And so I was sitting there, and she, she just came right over to me. And I said, do you remember me? And she says, yes. And I said, well, give me a high five. And when I asked her to give me a high five, she didn't give me a high five. She crawled up on my, my neck, got all around, thinking whatever you want. <laughs> Good thing I had boys, right? I said, whatever you want. And I said, how's it going? I said, are you in school now? Well, she's in preschool. And I said, wow, where are you at? She told me what church she goes to in preschool. And, and I know they got a great program and it's all grounded in Christ. I said, you got any songs you can sing me? And you know what song she sang? Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. I thought, man, right on time. And she, she didn't just sing a few bars. <laughs> she made sure I got it all the way. And then she went through it again. And I loved every minute of it. And I thought about that. She was just so innocent, just like, hey, this is a safe place. This is, she's just coming right where you are. And when we look back in our relationship with the Lord, that's what I say that, that he's talking about there. I said, we're not talking about innocence that, that you know, uh, nobody doesn't have any sin in their life. We know that, that God says all of sin falls short of the glory of God. When he's talking about that innocence, it's just coming, just open heart. Coming to receive what God's got for them. And I think we make it hard as adults, but God already did the hard part. Amen? It's going to unpack pretty fast here. And I think about the purity of heart. And I said, you know, just coming right where you are, starting where you are, and, and from a point that, you know, it's not a, a manipulation situation or anything else like, what can I get from this or what from go from that? A lot of times, unfortunately, if you talk to people about church uh, or things like that, they want to know what type of programs you got, what's going on, what's in it for me type thing, you know? And all that's great if it's Christ-centered. That's wonderful, you know? But the big thing is, is it Christ-centered? And is their hearts being Christ-centered? Are they coming because they know that they need the Savior and need to grow in the Savior? Or are they just trying to see what they can get out of the situation? But you know, the pure at heart, they, they seek after the Lord. We know that the Lord will draw us to Him. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. And then putting that trust as we trust in Him. I said putting our faith in Him, not in anything else, not in pride, not in what you do, not what you wear or anything else. 
You know, how many know when you meet somebody, about the second thing they ask you, so what do you do? A lot of times we're defined by our work and things. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing, you know. Um, I come from a military family. My dad would serve for, for 20 years in the military, and I'm very thankful for that. If you all know anything about me, I'm, I'm very thankful for our men and women that serve in the armed forces. But I also know from working with guys that retire, and maybe they come back and, and work another job, sometimes it's very tough for them to separate from that because that becomes who they are, you know? And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. But sometimes I like to say, so tell me about yourself. And even if you do that, a lot of times they'll say, well, I do this or I do that. But, you know, what we, what we do really becomes a, a, a lot of who we are, you know? So if I asked you that question today, would you just go right into about your job and all that? Or would you say, man, I'm a mom or I'm this? Or would you say, I'm a Christian? How, how, would, you, how would that frame, you know, what, what comes out of your mouth? Just something to think about. I don't think there's any wrong answers. However, a lot of times we, what we do, where we live, and, and what we have a lot of time, the world wants that to frame the whole deal. You know what I mean? And uh, it was funny. I'll give you a perfect example. It just popped in my mind. I think I worked two jobs most of my life, and, and that's, that's a good thing. It keeps me out of trouble. And for six and a half years, me and my buddy had a, a delivery service. We delivered mattresses for mattress discounters, three stores. I've carried more mats on my back than the law allows, but it has been very, it was very good for us. And uh, <laughs> where I lived in, in Fox Hill, I lived on Woodburn Drive. Now, Woodburn Drive was long, and, 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 and I lived at number nine. And we were down all the way at the end where they had all the boats and all that stuff like that. And uh, we went down there. I said, well, I know where this one is, man. We'll just hit this one on the way home. And I thought about that. And I said, well, hey, how y'all doing? They said, oh, great. You know, I was talking and everything. And, uh, and I said, well, I didn't know you were my neighbor. They said, oh, I didn't know how you doing. Everything's great, you know. Yeah, man, I'm almost to the point where they're going to invite me over for supper. And she said, well, where do you live? I said, at number nine. She said, oh. <laughs> she was like shutting stuff, making sure his jewelry was there and everything. Because like I lived in a working man section. It was a long road. And I thought, hey, that's up. See, automatically, she started deducting points in her mind. And isn't that a shame that we do that? I mean, we just stereotype and everything else, and I thought, isn't that something? You know, and I don't know, that just came to mind there. So I guess she wasn't very trusting because she was looking at my, my background instead of looking at my heart. And do we do that? This is not even in the notes. Do we really do that? A lot of times we can do that. I'm telling you what, you'll miss out on some great friends. You, you'll miss out on some people that'll stand with you when the other ones won't. I'm gonna tell you that. I have seen that time and time again, and anybody probably over the age of six could probably tell you that. You know, as time goes on, when things really get tough, you find out who your friends are, right? You can have a lot of friends, so-called friends, if you've got a lot of money for a time, right? But when it's all stripped away, you'll find out who your friends really are. But I'm going to tell you what, there's one that sticks closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. And I tell you what, when we got Christ in us, I pray that we reflect him well. That you know what? That you know, we don't, we don't always do everything right. But thank the Lord that you know what? He gives us a fresh start. And I pray that, you know what, as we spend time and we study God's word, that, you know what, we make those course corrections so we can be more like Jesus. Not only just to represent him well to our family and everything else, but to represent him to the world. Amen? Well, let's keep on going. When I think about childlike faith, they keep it uncomplicated, don't they? We make it complicated, don't we? You know, sometimes people say, well, what do you wear at church? I say, well, I'm going to wear my jeans. You can wear what you want. I want to be comfortable. See, what we tried to do is this. We tried to keep the main thing the main thing. What do you mean? It wasn't about what you're driving, what you're wearing, what, what this is, what color this is, what any of those things. We want to love people right where they are. 
And see, I tell you, that's a, that's a big deal. And I think a lot of times we start off that way and then we start saying, well, that's my seat. Or, well, I can't, can you believe what they wore and all this stuff like that. You see, and that's very sad because I'm going to tell you what. There is just so much uh, diversity that God is just, God likes, God likes different flavors of everything. I, I'm, I'm really, uh, I know that's true because he's got a sense of humor. Because, you know, when, he's, when, he, when you, well, if he was in my family, you definitely say he would. You know, you look around, you go, wow, look at this and look at this and look at this. And God has a way of just making things so beautiful. And we have a way of making things complicated. But children don't do that. Another story just popped in my mind. When I was little, I used to love to run. You never know that now. I'm just happy to walk most of the time. And I was pretty fast. And I would play with kids and play with kids. And there was a few kids in my neighborhood, and there were some other kids I went to school with. And I'd love to go down there, man, because we would run and jump, and we would play, and, and we'd do all this stuff. And I was hanging out, and they were just my friends. But when I went into their house, and their dad came in, I found out I was different. All of a sudden, I was white. I was like... He made a difference. They never made a difference. We were just hanging out and doing stuff. And I saw the whole thing in the whole room just change. And I thought, isn't that sad? Even at, I was probably like six years old, 50 now. That still goes in my I thought, why? Why did they treat me different? So I think a lot of those things are taught. Because as a kid, you're not even thinking about it. I'm just like, man, well, I love playing with these guys. Let's do this. And I'm sure it works both ways and all that. I'm going to tell you what, in the eyes of God, it doesn't work that way. Amen. How many people remember a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the nudge and I got to talk to different people and different things like that? Man, it's amazing that God will use you to touch anybody's life if you're just listening. Don't make it complicated. Let's just see how God's going to use us. And I'll tell you how we do that. Y'all ready? Right here. A total reliance on Christ. Just leaning into what God has for us. I was talking to one of my buddies last night and we were talking about church and how church was going and everything else. And, and, and he really made me feel good uh, about this. He said, you know what, man? I love when you tell us the stories of different things. I call him and say, he said, man, you lead anybody to the, to the Lord at the gas station this week or whatever? I said, no, not this week, but I'm looking. Because he knows that our heart is to reach people right where they are, amen? You know, church is great, and I want to see this place filled up, not to fill up seats, but to fill up hearts, amen? So that they can go and hear the message and then take the message and let it transform their life and then share that in their classroom, share that in their life, share that in their family. But you know what? Like my buddy used to say, he said, the service starts here when we leave. So what are we going to take away from this message today to use in our life and, and, and allow God shape our hearts so that we can make a difference in the world? Amen. Think it'd be a good thing if we brought a new Jesus? Amen. We always got work to do then, don't we? We always got work to do. So thinking about that, I, I, I see this in children too. Most of the time when they're very young, they're very teachable. They want to know, how did you do that? How did you do that? And I pray that we continue uh, to have a teachable spirit. So everybody doing good? All right, let's roll on to this. So this is kind of teaching and the preaching that we like to do. So one of the things I think is that we need some training. Anybody need some training sometimes? Somebody need a mentor every now and then? I think that's great. And I look at this, I said, how direct are we being in the training? First, I'm going to talk about it in our, in our children. How deliberate are we being in our growth? And I mean, this is really for everybody, but I'm talking about children first. How direct are we in, in raising our children in a Christian home? See, if you're not direct, you'll hit, you'll hit the target every time. But if you've got a target, you have to be direct. You have to hone in on that target, amen? If you have a goal, you've got to hone in on that. And I, and I thought about that. I said, you know what? If you want to achieve a goal in life and grow in that area, you've got to be deliberate about it. You have to be direct about it, amen? 
Uh, and I was thinking more and more about that. So right here today, I want to take a little inventory of ourselves. all right? Our, what is it that we are diligently pursuing this year, okay? Think about that for just a minute. And, and I thought about this, no matter what you do, you've got to be direct. You've got to have a plan and all these different things. So here's a good place to have a, a little measuring stick I was thinking about. In your mind's eye, think about something that you want to do this year, okay? Just think about it. I thought about, you know, if, if you want to play guitar, if you want to lose weight, if you want to save money, whatever that thing is, if you want to grow in your relationship with the Lord, whatever, for just a second, I want you to think about what that thing is. There might be a couple of things, but I want you to hone in on that thing. I'm going to give you just a second because everybody's might be a little different. Now I want to ask you this question. If whatever that goal is, playing guitar, for example, if you took the same amount of time that you spend with the Lord to achieve that goal, do you think you'd make it? Got quiet, didn't it? What I'm saying is this. I've been playing guitar since probably I was 14 years old and there's still a lot for me to learn. And I will tell you this. I did not learn the guitar from, from playing it one hour a week. Amen. And what I'm saying, a lot of times we'll just come to church and that's it. I play that guitar every day up until I was probably in my 40s. And I mean every day. Every day, sick, whatever. Every day. And, and I remember that, and I shared this before, but the guitar, I would play it till I would go to sleep and my mom would take it off me. All right? I remember when we had eight tracks and everything, I said, don't read music or anything like that. So what my sister would do, she would take a record. I remember Molly Hatchet, Dreams I'll Never See. My mom probably knows the lead break to that thing. And my sister would sit there beside me and I had the guitar and she would go and try to put it right back so I could learn a note and learn the notes and learn the notes and learn the notes and learn the notes. It took some time. It took some dedication, everything else. Because I had to hear it over and over and over again. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's the same thing with the Word of God, with your relationships, whatever it is. Teachers in the class here, how many? One, two, three, and more, right? You go over the basics, right? You go back and you, and you just say, okay, you remember this? That's why we have those tests and everything, right? And I thought about that. How direct are we being with what we're doing? And so I also thought about this. It's funny. I, had, I never had guitar lessons, but I had piano lessons, but I can't play that. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But that's something I wanted to do because I love to write songs. And I thought, man, if I, had, if I could kind of expand on this thing, then maybe I could write some more songs. So doing a mattress delivery, like I was saying, I ran across this lady. And I'm going to tell you, I thought she was 100 years old. Man, what a sweetheart. And my buddy said, psh, psh, I, think she teaches good, I think she teaches piano. I said, she's not going to teach me any piano. I mean, I got the long, I play in a rock and roll band, playing every week. Man, crowds yelling, screaming, everything. And I'm going to go get grandma to show me how to play. Man, I'm so glad I did. Because she taught me so much. It wasn't even about that. I said, ma'am, I said, hey, look, do you teach the piano? She goes, yeah, honey, I do. I said, you think you can teach somebody like, like me? She said, are you willing? I said, yeah. Are you dedicated to it? I said, well, I played guitar. She said, I didn't ask you that. I said, are you going to be dedicated to doing this? I said, yes, ma'am. So I would go every week. And she would try to teach me how to do, read the music. And I just, I just couldn't get that across my mind. Because it's real hard for us. When you can play most anything on the radio, and then you go, this is not holding my my attention at all, man. I'm just uh, I'm just going, oh my gosh. So I had a project one time. She said, I want, I want you to write a song. I said, okay. And man, I, I ain't got no clue. 
So what I did, I stayed up half the night and I said, okay, I'm gonna figure this out. I grabbed my guitar, but ding, that's a G. Ding, 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 that's a G. Bring this. I found the chords off the guitar, like this. I'm gonna do everything hard. I mean, I just did. Instead of reading the book, I'm like, yeah, I'll get back to that. You know? and, and I'm doing this stuff. And man, I came up with this really cool thing. Did you get the piano? Oh, this is the only thing I know. Yeah, how about that? It probably, hey, let me tell you, this was not planned. But let me just, let me just share a little something for fun. This could be rough. Yeah. Now, if I play any further than that, you'll say, no, you really don't play piano. <laughs> Do you know I do that? Because I stayed up all night to learn. I said, that's it. She said, well, play me your song, honey. I said, She said, did you write it down? I said, write it down? She said, well, I'll be honest with you. Your head would blow off your shoulder if you tried to write down what you just played. <laughs> so she knew right then we're going to have to find another method to show him how to learn how to play this thing, you know? And so, and then I had a recital. I had my rock and roll pants on. I had to go play. I had my shirt hanging down. I was like, how long is this? And all these little kids were coming in. And they were going. I mean, Beethoven and Bach. And now we'll have Mr. Chapman. And I played like five times. You know, all four of those chords. And I thought, I ain't never coming back here again. <laughs> I said, I can't believe these little kids, I mean, they, were, they had a little pillow and everything, and they're up there, and they're still drooling on the keys, and they're just blowing me away. I said, well, I appreciate everything. And so that night, I'm out there, dum, 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 dum. I mean, the cloud is going on. I was like, I like this better. <laughs> this is much better, and I'm getting paid. This is great. But that wasn't the point. And later on, I found out I did go back a few more times, and I would bring her roses and everything. We had a great relationship. And you know how she learned how to play the piano? When she was a little girl, her mom and them had a store and somebody had got a player piano. And she would watch that piano with it goes like that. And she would figure out how to do, she would learn it. I said, you're like me. She said, yeah, yeah, but then I went on further than that. <laughs> I said, okay, well, maybe you're not like me. But she knew how to teach me from where I was. And what she would do when I would play, she would do this. She would put her hand on my back. And that poor lady's hand was just bent on with arthritis, man. But she could still play the piano. And she said, I want you to listen to what you're playing. Ba-dum. And when I hit a chord, she'd hit my back. And I hit, the deeper notes she would hit harder. And the lighter notes, the higher notes she would hit. She'd teach me. I was like, what is she doing? And then I could tell that. See, a lot of times when I'm up here and I'm doing this, and this and that, I'm not really in jail. I'm just trying to hold on to what we're doing up there. Because I'm using every part of my body just to say, I don't know what cord you're on, you know? But she showed me that. And then she would train me like this. We did ear training stuff the first, the first 15 minutes of the, of the lesson. Bing, what note is that? Let's go with B, you know, or something like that. She said, no, I want you to hear that. And I would go and go and I'd listen and listen and listen. People to this day, they go, how come you can't hear what I say? Well, I was like, that's out of tune. That's out of tune. Because she took time and trained me, okay? But so she, really, she was being very direct with that and she took time with me. Just a, just a little story. So, so there was an investment. And even though I didn't learn like everybody else, 
She didn't quit on me. She showed me another way to learn. God will reach you how you, where you are with anything. He will show you so much stuff. I told you before, I was up in my house and I had a, a corroded pipe. And I'm out back spraying it out and looking at that. And God spoke to me and said, that was your life before I, I, I came into it. If God can speak to you through a, a, a cruddy pipe, if he can speak to you from an old lady beating on your back, right? Any of that stuff. What can he do if we really apply ourselves? Isn't that amazing? So I just want to say, just I want to give you those pieces of the puzzle because a lot of times, well, I, I don't really read good or I don't do this or I don't do... We got all the I don't do good lists. But I'm going to tell you what, God does everything good. And he will find a way to reach you right where you are with his message. Amen? So let's keep on going. Here's something else that's really important when we're training our children and training ourselves is this. It's right here. It says, uh, I want to put this in. It says, what is our source of instruction? Right? It's the Bible. <clears throat> Go to the source. I said, it's got, a, it's got the answer for every question. I really believe that. And I'm going to follow up with this. You might not like the answer that it gives you. Amen? It might say, make this adjustment. Don't do that. Or do more of this. But it's got the answers. And if we're seeking the Lord, he will show us the answers. Amen? So look at this. I said, what shows our level of understanding? Y'all ready for this? Nobody likes this, but it happens. Tests show our level of understanding many times. Our actions show our level of understanding sometimes. Our responses show our actions, uh, show our level of understanding. And, and that's what I think so, so much. Uh, we, don't, we don't want the test. We want the easy way. You know, we want the shortcut. We want the shortcut. You know? You talk to somebody that's, that's, that's done a few things, and you ask them, well, how did you get here? And they tell you all the stories, what it took and the sacrifice to get there. Right? And you go, oh. See, a lot of times people just see this last layer of where you're at. They don't realize all the things you went through to get there. And, and what, what I love to do, I love to talk to folks. Because, you know, I was like, well, tell me about what's going on in your life. And, 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 and how did you do this? And how did you do this? See, I, I believe this. If you see something that somebody's doing well and you want to do that, then you talk to them. Amen? And you look, get a bib- biblical uh, background on that. And I tell you what, if you see somebody that's successful, but here's another part of the question I'll say in just a minute. You'll start finding that, that, that there's biblical foundations through there, whether they know it or not. Okay? But also another question, now we're not going to go through it. What do you think, what would you describe as successful? We're not really going to go down that path. I really think that's another message. That is. You know, some people say, well, I'm successful. Maybe they think it's money. Some say it's a job. I've got a nice house. A lot of it's stuff. Or I have a, a great relationship or whatever like that. Think about that. Or maybe somebody that you see that you feel like is successful. And then come back and see how happy they are. And see where God's at in the situation. And see how the family thing works out like that. And you'll be surprised. Maybe uh, we get the wrong gauge on success. Not all the time. But I just, that's the question. I don't even know the answer for you. You know, I know the answer, answer for me. But what, what, is, what is your definition of success? Just a little something to think about for the week. Amen? So, look at this. We talked about testing and understanding. How well do we do during a test? What time is it? We're doing okay. I have really thought about telling this story, and then I have really thought not about telling this story. But I'll tell the story. How about that? How many know I love to go to Food Line? Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell the story. I'm coming clean. I usually have great time at Food Line. 
I usually get to pray for people at Food, food Line. I usually have people ask me how my mom is at Food Line. But last week, that wasn't the case. About two weeks ago. Mom said, a couple weeks ago, right? My blood pressure's still up from No. <laughs> I'll just keep it streamlined. So I went, and Mom said, I need some bologna, and I need some ham. I go, I get the bologna and the ham. Tiny Tim went with me. They're hanging out with Mom. I'll run down to the store. That's good. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the uh, inquiring minds and the breath mints and everything else. And there was a guy here. There was another guy here with pajamas on. And then there was a girl here. And I'm standing there with my bologna. And I heard him talking. And I sat there for a while. And then I heard him say something. I said, that sounded like he was talking to me. So I thought he wanted me to put the bologna up there. But he told me, he says, hey, you need to back up. I didn't pass that test. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because that's, I mean, I read the word all the time and everything. I'm, I'm being real about this thing. He said, you need to back up. You're being disrespectful to my girl. I said, what? I, thought, I was sitting there with my bologna going, what did he just say? I could not believe this. And man, the, red, the, the, the old buck rope started coming up, boy. I ain't lying. I am not, I'm not proud of it. But I'm just t- I'm telling you things because you're like, oh, the pastor, everything just goes good for him. No. So I'm there with my bologna and a ham in the side. And this guy said, you're just too close to my girl. You're disrespecting my girl. And I turned with my bologna. I said, hey, buddy. I don't really care what you got to say or anything else. And I turned around, this girl could be my granddaughter. You know, and I'm sitting there, and uh, he, kept, he kept bumping his gums, and I'm in total shock. And I, then I went to full buck row mode, and I went, you need to check out. And I thought, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to start a jail ministry right here. And I was like, this is not good. And, I, and, and, the, inside, and the Lord's going, no. And I'm going, if he comes one step, I'm ready. Wow, I'm, I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I'm telling you, that, that was it. I'm thinking, you know what? Clean up on aisle two. Now, three days before that, when my knees were hurting, I said, I'm sorry, I'm so close. I just stand right over here. But that day, I was feeling good, boy. I'm thinking, I'm probably going to get beat up over some, some ham, you know? And so then he got her to pay for his meal and his stuff, and then asked her, were they going to go to the, the ABC store and everything else? I just grabbed my stuff. I just did it. Yeah, I'm sitting there like that. So they went on and left. And I'm mad because I got so mad. So man, that's not, that doesn't seem fair either, does it? And I'm just like, Lord, I really blew that one. And then I'd go a little bit, but I said, I can't believe it. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> what's going on in my head? You know? And I got up to the counter and the lady said, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened. I said, you know what? I said, it's, uh, I probably didn't respond the best either. I said, but, uh, I was thinking, Lord, I hope I don't have to keep the promise jacket on. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, man, you know. And I was just in there. I said, okay, I got my heart jacket on. Everything's cool. You probably expect that from me. Then. No. And the reason I share that story is because, you know, let me tell you, that's, it wasn't on a day. I, I wasn't looking for trouble. I wasn't. I, we had a great day at church. I done kissed my mama on the cheek. Everything was lovey-dovey. I'm going to get two packs of bologna and some ham and go back home. And right in the middle of that, somebody wanted to ruin my day. You know? You know what? I didn't pass the test. And I go, how well do we do during the test? And that's the reason I thought, I didn't do real good at that test. And I thought, man, Lord, I thought I was past that. 
you know what? You got to continue to be in the Word. You got to continue. And I tell you, I didn't even want to repent there until we got back. I was driving, and the time and there was like, she said, you need to check that blood pressure on your mom's thing. I over there, Tim was checking his blood. I said, I don't even want to check it. I was, my mom said, I cannot believe. All I wanted was some baloney. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know? And I was like, oh, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But I bring that up through that training. A lot of times, you know what? We don't really know what's inside until we get to that point. You know? I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'd have helped the guy to the car. I'd have done whatever. But, but he called me out. Man, I'm thinking, oh, that's not good. And then, I, and then, you know, you start trying to justify things. I lived there all my life. This is what's going through my mind. I cannot believe. I can, I, man, I'm older than him. And I was just giving all these reasons that it was okay for me to go off, right? And I said, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Now, so you know what? We all got tests and training to do. So let's lead to the next question here. What adjustments are needed? <laughs> well, you know, I said, Lord, you know what? I, I'm really sorry that I, I didn't respond the best way, but I, I just didn't know how to respond to that. I probably should have just said, uh, hey, look, buddy, uh, I'm not trying to be in anybody's way. I'm just over here. But, you know, I, I got a funny feeling it would have still escalated. It probably still escalated. But that nipped it in the bud for that moment. And uh, thank you, Lord, that it didn't go any further. But, you know, I'm not proud of that. I'm not, I'm not proud of that. But, you know, I'm just saying those, those things come up and those things happen. And when I talk about making some adjustments, I said, you know, what do we need to do to make adjustments in our training? What needs to be adjusted? Is it, is it more time with the Lord? Is it more seeking the Lord? Is it more listening to the Lord, more trusting the Lord? You know, and, and I ask the Lord, Lord reveal, reveal these things to me. You know, what, what do I need to do? But I will tell you this. I can promise you that God doesn't want us to be a pushover. Amen? You know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you get to be trashed. I think that we can stand up for what we believe, and I think we can stand up. I, I didn't cuss the guy. I didn't grab the guy. I didn't do anything of that. I just told him he needed to check out. You know, and, and I thought about that. And I said, man, you know, there's got to be, there's probably was a better way to do that. There's probably a better way to do that. But you know what? Those things, when you're not thinking about it, that reaction time, that's when you really find out. God's still doing the work. Aren't you glad he's still doing the work? Amen. Let's keep on rolling with that. I thought about one more story. I love to share some stories. This is much better, okay? <laughs> this is better. When I, when I lived in, in Fox Hill, I was working that mattress job. Man, I would come home and I'm like, oh my gosh, man, I do not want to cut the grass. You know, and it's getting higher and higher. And my buddy lived next door with his wife and they had three children. That was my weightlifting buddy. And uh, we do different things right there. And they were Christians. They were trying to love me to the Lord. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would just keep loving me. And they showed me a lesson I didn't really understand. Probably not until I was working on this message. So I told Teresa, my neighbor, I said, hey, I said, you know what? I was just kind of teasing, but I, I, I was kind of halfway serious. I said, you know, I see y'all do a great job with that yard there. I said, if you ever feel free to keep pushing that lawnmower this way, I'll pay you whatever you want. She said, uh, I can help you out. I said, well, you? she said, uh, how about $20? I was thinking all day long. Yes, indeed. That's all right. So, man, I'd come home once a week, and I'd, I'd pull up after a long, long day, and I'd man, the yard was done. This was great. So one day, I pulled up. And uh, it wasn't done. And I was like, oh, she usually does it on this day. So the next day was a Saturday. And she was doing it. She had all the kids out there working. And I said, well, that's really nice. So they got ready to get finished. And I'm going to pay the kids too. And she says, oh, no. I said, what do you mean, oh, no? I I, I want to pay the kids. Why can't I pay the kids? See, hard head. She says, no, I want to teach them something. 
I want to show them the value of work. I want to teach them a little something. I said, okay. And I didn't realize that. What she was doing, she was showing, you know what, this is what it takes to make a living. This is what it takes to do good work. And she was showing those kids that. And, and, and whether she chose to pay them or whatever like that, I know they didn't come up short because each one of those boys to this day, and I don't get to see them much, grown men got families of their own. Yes, sir. No, sir. Love the Lord. No. A couple of them went to college. One of them didn't want to go to college. Hardworking boys in the fire department. And from that, she was taking her time and she was showing them and teaching them and mentoring them how to be productive. How to, how to, you know what, you're going to listen to your mom, you're going to listen to this and everything else. And I thought, man, isn't that great? Because now, when we ask our kids to do something, not all the time, but a lot of times, they think they're being punished. She wasn't punishing them. She was training them. Right? Each one, I'm telling you, them boys are hard workers too. They would do stuff like that. And i got to tell you a side story. Uh, before before uh, we got married and I was living there by myself, the, the kids would come over and they would help me wash my truck because I didn't care if they sprayed me. You know, yeah, I would act like I was doing something straight, you know, and this stuff like that. And my, and my neighbor said, how in the world did they help you and not help me? I said, I guess you got to let them spray you, Dad. So we're doing that. But the funny part of the story, when I got married and Thomas was real little and we were over there, they would want to come to see Thomas. And they would knock on the door. they go, Mr. Buddy, is Thomas home? I said, he's taking a nap, but I'll get him up. And he, I said, y'all can come on in. Is it okay? Is it okay? You know, is it okay? Because they thought like Denise was my mom. Because they thought I was a big kid. Is it all right? Can we do that? Can we do that? You know? And it's, but they saw me as a big kid, you know? And because and I guess I had childlike faith too because I would get out there and play ball with them and do all this other stuff. One other sidetrack story. i never forget. We was out there. Thomas was real little and we were playing with the ball and everything out there and, and they were throwing this stuff and uh, Thomas was out there and uh, I don't know exactly how it went down but all I do, I remember this. I said, look, the other kid, the small kid was over here. I said, look, you stand right there. Don't move. It's good. And his brother did something and hit him right in the head. Pa-cow! Just like that. And I'm out there and I go, oh my gosh. Denise pulls up. What are you doing out there? I was like, oh, I was training them. <laughs> I, I set them all the way. I thought, like, how did that kid get hit? He was all the way over there. All right? And he always get Thomas in the, didn't he hit him with a bat or something? Some little pressure thing? Every time. And they would still come back. I don't know. I know they're saying, please be careful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we would just have a good time. How does that, how does that come into training? You know, even when I had good intentions, Sometimes things don't work out the way you think. But you know what? We try to look out and keep on going and everything else. So just a side note there. Y'all ain't going to remember nothing else that Tom sits some boy in the head with a bat and I got, and I got him to bite the food line. <laughs> Please, let's, see, look for the deeper of the message here. All right, here we go. The next time I go, I'm going to pick Jeff up with me. Go down there. Here we go. Foundation. Everybody doing all right. We're going to get back on course here. You know what? We need to have a firm foundation. No. I said, everything grows out of, out of the foundation if you think about that. You know, uh, it's got to have a starting place. You look at a house, they're building a house down the end of my street. And man, it's just going up and going up and everything else. But the first thing they did, they made sure that foundation was really good and shored up and everything else. No matter what we do, you think about our bodies, it needs a good foundation on, on vitamins and everything else. You think about school, good foundation and learning uh, from, from a ground level so we can go to the next level, next level, and things like that. When you think about relationships, they're based on a good foundation of trust and love and, and respect, amen? So let's keep on going with that. What are your roots growing in? 
I, I tried to think about all different ways to explain this, and, and, and the only thing I could think of was, was this. I said, you know, we got to be planted in the proper soil so that we produce the proper fruit. If our roots go down in the things of the world, we're going we're to produce worldly fruit. But if it goes down in the Word of God, we're going to produce godly fruit. Amen? So it's real important to see where we're putting our roots down in. Amen? Let's keep on going. I said, all of us need a little weeding. Amen? Now, that's a good place to say amen. It is. Nobody likes that weeding process. I said, the weeds of the world are notorious for choking out the life of a plant. It robs the plant of its nutrients. It sucks the water out of its system. It does all these things, and it even blocks the sunlight. There's probably relationships that we have that do that same thing. Amen? They can do that same thing. They can lead us astray. I'm not blaming somebody else. We still have the choice. But you know, how many times your mom says, you don't to hang out over there. You shouldn't do this or whatever like that. You know? And that's not saying that you're better than anybody else, but sometimes we're so influenced by that peer pressure. We've got to be careful. So we need to be influenced by the God influence. Amen? We need to be seeking the Lord. That's why it's so important to be studying God's word. Amen? Let's keep on going. And I said it right there. I said, do you have relationships like that? You know, you have relationships. You know, I had a guy, we used to do stuff together. And I don't hear from him most of the time, but he'll call me when he wants something. Anybody got a friend like that? Don't point to me. I call a lot of people. I don't necessarily want them. But this guy called and left me a message. He said, hey, man, it's me. And one of these days, I'm going to call you when I don't need anything. But today is not that day. Can you call me back? I need something. I said, well, at least he's honest, you know. And I thought that was kind of funny because he knew most of the time when he called me, it was just, well, hey, man, can, you, can I get, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I. So that's really not much of a relationship, is it? But he, he came to the point where he could at least be truthful about it. And you know what? I don't want to be a, in a relationship like that. I know there's some times that we need different things like that. But also, I want to be in a relationship that we can support one another. That we can encourage one another. That we can iron sharpen iron. Grow into things of the Lord together. Amen? And sometimes, just like we talk about in marriage and anything else, it's not always 50-50. Sometimes it's 99-1. Sometimes it's all over the board. But you know what? Are you respectful of your, of your counterpart and your friends? Are you putting God first? Because if we are, are seeking the Lord... We're going to reduce, and God's going to produce what we need in that relationship and in our lives. Amen? Everybody doing good. Let's keep on rolling. I said, do you make choices that make weeds grow in the cracks of your foundation? That's a good place to say, yep. You know, we do. We go, how did this happen? How did this get here? I always say, sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It comes in a drop at a time. Then we go, oh, I'm over here. But God allows course corrections. Amen? And I put it just like this here. I said, the truth of God's word acts like a weed eater. Now, that's a buckrow translation if I ever heard of it, isn't it? I said, <laughs> the truth of God's word acts like a weed eater to keep your foundation free of weeds. What happens is when we look at the word of God, it cuts away those things in our life so that we'll choose better. And God gives us the strength. He gives us the outline to walk with. And he gives us a role model to follow him. His name is Jesus. Amen. So when we look at all these things, we have the opportunity to go and grow and, and produce good fruit. Amen. I said, faith will pull the roots of doubt out of, out of your foundation and cultivate the soil so that a vibrant, great relationship can spring up. Amen? It's all about what God's been doing. You know, today, when we get ready to wrap this up, and I'm just thinking, you know, what a beautiful day to be able to share with friends and family. You know, brand new baby here. Just think all she's got ahead of her. You know? 
And, and think about all you have ahead of you. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what age you are. If God blesses you with another day, you've got something to look forward to, amen? You have an opportunity to teach somebody, to be taught, to train up and everything else. I always thought it's amazing, you know, a lot of times in talking to people, I had a friend of mine just retire. And uh, I said, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And in the last day of work, the guy hugged me like a, 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 just like a rag doll. Man, I'm going, are you okay? Because it was bittersweet. The thing the man did for 41 years, he's not going to be doing anymore. But in talking to him in weeks before, I said, man, I said he said, you know, I, I feel like I, I left the place a little bit better than what it was, you know? And try to make his mark on things like that. I said, so what are you going to do? He said, I really don't know. And, 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 and I thought about that. There is so much for us to do at any age. He said, well, I don't see how I could be effective. I can't run and jump and do and everything else. Man, I tell you what. I had a little visit last week with a friend of mine sitting on the back row back there. And he'd been telling me, Charlie said, come on, see me sometime. I said, I'm going to come by and see him. And so I came by, and I went to go up to the, to the front door, and I said, he's sitting in his shop. So I banged on the door, and, go, and we just talked. We talked about everything. And I've been studying all the time and looking and stuff and more, you know, different things. And he said this one thing, I about fell out of my chair. He said, son, everybody needs a mentor. I said, I've been reading about that for six months. He said, well, you should have talked to me sooner. <laughs> I said, isn't that great? And he just shared with me, you know, just different things and stuff like that. And, and, and he uses gift and stuff. And, and I tell you, it, it's amazing. I get to see all the carvings and stuff that they've done. And I really enjoyed that time. I enjoyed that visit like you wouldn't believe. Because we talked about stuff that mattered. Talked about things that, that were neat. And I got to see him create things with his hands and, and, and how she paints everything and does stuff like that. I thought, man, this is really neat. And, and my takeaway was this is everybody needs a mentor. So I appreciate you helping me with my sermon and you didn't even know it. You know that? But you know what our ultimate mentor is this? We need to look to Christ. You can look to people and ask people and everything else, but I'm going to tell you what, our number one role model is Jesus Christ. He's the one that we need to be following. And God will put people in your life to encourage you along the way. And that's what we're going to do with that baby right there. We're going to come along the side and encourage her and stop. Isn't that great to know that you know when you, when you come along and, and, and when she looks at that little Bible and the things that we wrote in there and everything I wrote down, I folded up and put it in there for her to read later on. So she can look back and say, man, these people love me and they didn't even know what I was going to be like. You know what? You're going to be everything that God has planned for you because we're going to pray over you and pray for you always. And that's what God will do in his family. Amen. That's what God will do. And so why do you need a church family? Why do you need this? Why do you need it? Well, you know what? Because God has built us for community. And I'm not talking about community like all the way out here. I'm talking about for relationships that encourage, that help, that love, that pick up, that forgive, and keep moving and keep marching on in the things of the kingdom of God, amen? And I believe that God has given us a great base to start that and finish with as well. So I'm gonna come back from where we started was through the eyes of the child. It says this, Proverbs 22, six, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart of it. I said, you know what, friends, let's paint the, the, the best and clearest picture of Christ for our children. Let's paint the best and clearest picture for others to see Christ. And I know sometimes we miss the mark. But when we do, come alongside and help the guy out. Help the gal out. And let's look for the good in each other. 
and mirror the image of Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. Let me pray for us before we get ready to head out. Uh, man, what a great time today. You know, when we get together and, and, and we think about, man, well, you know, I made it to church today and stuff like that. I pray, I, I, I want to, every time you leave here, I want you to think about this, okay? I want to, just hear me say this and I want it to ring over in your head. What's my takeaway? What is my takeaway? When you leave out of here, if I ask you, if I, and I might sometime, right? So what's your takeaway today? And what I mean by that is, what did the Lord show you today through your time here that you can apply in your life right here, right now, and make a difference not only in your life, but in your family's life and in the life of the kingdom? I pray all the time, and when we're praying, we, before you guys get here, we're praying over the message. We're praying, you know, when, when people are coming and people are going and everything else. And, and to, to, to make this, this message more than what we could ever make it, Lord, but that it would impact your life. See, a lot of times, what do they say? If you ask the wrong question, you get the wrong answer. So I believe this is the right question. What is your takeaway? Your takeaway, Bill, might be something different than Denise's or anything else. But I know if we come with an open heart, God has something for us in his word. And I pray that, you know, that God just hides me behind all the things that he has and that his word goes forth. And there's something here each week to grow in the things of God. Amen. Because I know that time is moving fast. And I think that we need to make a, 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 a decision to be diligent in growing in our faith in the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here today. I thank you for just a beautiful time to celebrate the dedication of a beautiful child. And Lord, not only you don't have to be a baby, you know, but you say, come like that child, pure, just willing and humble. So I'm speaking to everyone here, every heart that's listening, folks that will be listening later on on the internet. And I ask this question every week. I ask it just about everywhere I go because it's the most important question that I know to ask. It's the biggest decision that you'll ever make. If you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Do you know that for sure? Do you know that for sure? And if you're not sure, I want you to just look up here so I can tell you how to be sure. The Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But you know what? Our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. But God is love. But God is just. God can't just look over our sins and say, oh, boys will be boys. God dealt with that sin through his son, Jesus Christ, who paid the ultimate price. The Bible says there's, there's no forgiveness without the, there's no remission of sin without the shared blood. Amen? Jesus Christ shed his blood as the perfect sacrifice to purchase us out of this sin. All you have to do is trust in him and the finished work of the Lord. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon him, the name of the Lord will be saved. Is that you? If that's you today, just pray with me from where you're at. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me the day of my sin. Today, Lord, I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Today, I'm trusting you. I'm putting my faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you say, man, but it's been a long time. I've, 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 I've had some of those food line stories myself, even to a worse turnout. It's never too late to turn around. God's mercy and grace is extended day after day minute after minute. Let's take a hold of that grace today. Ask forgiveness and walk it out in the power of the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody said? Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Did anybody have a good takeaway for today? Somebody say amen if they did.
Yeah. All right, all right.